Hello and welcome to Chatting Fit, a podcast that gives you knowledge and opinions from the world of health and nutrition and more. I'm your host, Finley McLaren. I'm still here. Christmas is just around the corner and I'm here to spread some festive cheer. Festive cheer that comes in the form of another podcast episode. I know I'm too generous. Today we're speaking to Dr. Robert Kiltz. He's a specialist in fertility and a huge advocate of the carnivore diet. Now on this show, we're a big fan of unconventional wisdom. We like to hear from all sides of the spectrum, but it's been very difficult to get any vegans on the show to talk about their angle. I really want to put it out there that we'd love to have some vegan doctors on the show to balance it out. We've heard a lot from a lot of carnivores, and a little bit from a few different doctors, but we'd really like to hear from people and doctors specializing in veganism. There are many polarizing points online and I think the only way that we're gonna get to a deeper understanding of our health and what it means to be truly healthy is to speak to all sides of the discourse. So without further ado, let's hear from Dr. Robert Kiltz. So Dr. Kiltz, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure. Could you kick us off by telling us all a little bit about your background and what you do today? I'm a fertility physician in the United States, and I've been practicing medicine for over 30 years. And I've uh, sort of intertwined into the keto carnivore space, health and wellness. And I love to talk about overall health and wellness along with fertility, which is my primary day job, essentially. Okay, epic. Because that was how I came across you. I, I sort of went down the rabbit hole of, of carnivore and carnivore doctors and people who are having incredible results with their body and their health through carnivore and going you know, to a heavily meat-based diet. So it's very interesting about your, your background in fertility as well. So I wonder if you could start us off by telling us about a general overview around how nutrition affects fertility, both in males and females. Well, for um, reproduction or fertility is just another important component of the function of our body. And if you think about it, it is the most important thing to function in our lives because without reproduction, we really, in the scheme of the universe, don't have much reason to be alive. And, and so if you think about being infertile or having any reproductive challenges, it's just another disease that we've labeled that's related to what I have come to believe is the incorrect human nutrition for a human being. We're eating a plant-based diet, which turns out to be deadly rather than a meat-based diet, which absolutely becomes the, the game-changing most important thing. And so ultimately being infertile is, and you think you're healthy and you're infertile, you're not healthy. And, and in modern, cause I spoke to a, a guy called Dr. Dr. Tracy, Dr. Tracy Gapin the other day, and he's talking a lot about male testosterone. So it, on most of fertility issues that you're seeing, because presumably you work with a lot of people who do have fertility issues at the moment. That's my primary. CMI yeah. fertility is, is my main business uh, hmm. practice as a physician. And we see men and women 
uh, single and married, uh, transgender, we see everyone on this journey for conception. Mm -hmm. And so it afflicts everyone. But what we're learning is afflicts us at a younger and younger and younger age, likely in utero, we're damaging reproductive organs. And then as infants and adolescents and young adults, we're still damaging our reproductive system. So my primary day job uh, at 24 7 365 is related to fertility. Wow. And when you say in utero, we're, we're damaging our reproductive health before we've even been born. That's correct. Um, your, your, your mom's eggs are being damaged. Your dad's sperm is being damaged. And then when you're conceived in utero, you're being damaged by the toxins that are made from plants, which are sugars, antigens, lectins, oxalates, phytates, um, and the chemicals and more, uh, which are basically damaging us and, and, and creating all the genetic and chromosomal and birth defects mm. that I think affect all of us. Mm. And you, you're, you're singling out plants there specifically. I mean, I, I've always viewed it, and you can correct me, that there's sort of a spectrum of health of food, you know, like highly processed foods on one side, which are really, really damaging. And then as you go down the spectrum and, you know, maybe you get to sort of plant phytochemicals and you get to, and then you get to sort of the purest of meat and what we're kind of a, a, a human specific diet. But would you see it as more of a, a black and white, whereas it's like anything that is plant-based or like, are plants as bad as highly processed foods or where's the, where are the lines here? Well, highly processed foods may not be as damaging as you think they are, except the fact that you eat them all the time. And the same thing goes with any plant. Plants are naturally born predators. Uh, they don't want to be eaten. They've been around for millions, if not billions of years. And so they've developed offensive and defensive mechanisms in order to thrive and survive. And so we kind of have manipulated the words industrialized and, and modernized, but ultimately a heroin, cocaine, marijuana, ayahuasca, psilocybin, I mean, they're simply plants, products. And so you think by being a vegan, vegetarian, or even Mediterranean and eating the spectrum of colors and tastes and size and shapes, and well, it's nature's way organic, that makes it good for you. Not one way. Uh, it, 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 but again, many of us don't understand that the, how long it might take for that damage and disease to show up. Some of it happens right away. In an instant, you have an anaphylactic reaction or, or it's, a, it's a chemical toxin that's going to stop your ATP production in about one second and you'll drop dead. And so I know of no one that would drop dead to a fatty bread meat, uh, an anaphylactic reaction, but I know plenty of people with a drop dead from a plant. So we like to blame the modern industrial era, but it's been going on for billions of years. And uh, be careful of what you put in your mind and your mouth, I always say. Mm. Well, that, that's that's another interesting topic I wanted to touch on. You, you, you are a big proponent of positive thinking and how the mind affects health. So my experience with that, you know, things like meditation and um, just generally not allowing negative thoughts in just have a positive effect on the decisions that you make day to day. But what's your take on how thoughts affect health? Well, you, you thoughts come in 
and then you interpret them as positive or negative, good or bad, right? You're the, you're the creator of the positive and the negative, right? So it's not what is out there. It's what is going on inside the masterful goddess, gods within each and every one of us. So your thoughts create all things, and yet you're not your thoughts, but there's some molecular, neuromolecular energy that we're all made of, right? There's this electrical spark that creates who we are in the energy, but, but ultimately there's this molecular makeup that creates thinking, creates talking, creates all these things. You know, that's the crazy masterful way of all of this. Thinking is the most critical part of our lives that we don't focus on enough. And you want to hone in on the right thoughts, but there's always going to be thinking in there that gets in our way that disrupts our brain, but we have to be really discerning about it. And that's another practice that I think is critical in our lives that you can be a vegan, vegetarian, Mediterranean or carnivorian, but if you have the wrong thoughts, you're not going to do any better. If you have the right thoughts, you may do fine on all of those methods. But I personally think there's something about carnivore that's mm. another masterful way. Mm. Yeah, I, I tend to agree just from personal experience and the experience that I've had with my clients is firstly removing many of the carbohydrates at least. And obviously carbohydrates come in plant form generally. And increasing protein content and the, some of the most protein dense stuff you get is meat so just on that basis of reducing carbohydrate and into increasing process uh, increasing protein i've seen incredible results for myself and my clients training and body composition so there's a lot to be said from just anecdotal stuff but there's a real wave of like anti-meat sentiment here and especially coming from not just the, the climate side of things, but also from the health side of things. And some of that is being countered now by a lot of the, the, the carnivore doctors like yourself. But what, where's that anti-meat narrative coming from? Well, human beings are anti lots of things. And meat is just another one of those things of control. Let me control what goes into your mouth and your mind. If I feed you plants, I'm going to control you because plants are heroin, cocaine, marijuana, nicotine, caffeine. They're addictive. You eat plants, I control you. Very good. You want to be against meat? Go for it. But the masters eat the meat and the masses eat mush. Hmm. So you, your mind is in control of the world, not everything out there. Once again, you interpret them, but they're not them, they're you. So you want to be the master, eat the meat. Hmm. The, the most expensive, valuable food in humanity is a fatty ribeye A5 Wagyu steak. Guess what? That's what the masters eat. But the marketers want to keep you meek. Tobacco, heroin, cocaine, coffee, tea, alcohol, Keep at it, my friend. That's that's the losing way. Uh, and again, the, do do cows cause global climate? Are we idiots? Come on, humans mm. do. Mm. We're the ones that are killing the world. We're the top predator of the world, not cows. Mm. They eat yeah. the cows. That's the master way. A bull, you try to kill a bull. That's the hardest fucking shit you can do. Yeah. Sorry for my language. But ultimately, we are the masters. And the masters eat meat. Mm -hmm. And the last I looked, the the destruction of the grasslands, which have destroyed the, 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 the soil, which have destroyed our ancient way of hunting. Uh, and, 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 and that's really the simple story. We can talk about climate all you want, mm -hmm. but the climate is destroyed not by cows, but by humans. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. It's, it's that the issue is not the food itself. The issue is a method of production. The issue is how it's been produced. Right. But 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 that's a small, really point of it because the the last time i looked it's the destruction of the land to print plant all the plants mm. and turn them over every year which is the destruction it has nothing to do if we want to feed the world with with plants i mean it's mega mega production i'm sorry mm. that's the most that's the most destructive thing and then you feed humans plants you feed them corn wheat rice uh, and the plant foods, well, that's the destruction of a human. Mm. You're destroying a smart human lion and making them a simple domesticated animal. So again, it, it's not a scientific difficulty here. Mm. We were trying to find the, the smartest scientists in the world that are going to work around in the, in the climate change of the world, and we're going to blame the cows. Well, you know, it's it, it's once again, we're blaming we're, we're, we're trying to deflect the blame mm. to something or someone else when, in fact, it's our individual responsibility. I don't blame anyone for everything and anything in my life. Mm. I don't blame anyone for the destruction of the world because ultimately the world is never going to be destroyed. It Because we all die, the plants will, will, will just come back. Mm. It's as yeah. simple as that. Look, yeah. at, look at Chernobyl. What has happened in Chernobyl, right? The plants are coming back. Nature's coming back. The humans are gone. Mm. I think, I think there's, there's still incredible. How long has it been since Chernobyl? I think like 70, 60 or 70 years. And there's still, there's still a load of radiation there. Oh, oh no, look, I'm not, of course, but the universe, the world does not know time yeah. in a billion years. It, like it doesn't matter. I mean, what's a billion years ago. Yeah. Do you even know what it is? I don't. No. That's the amazing part of the story is that we're making it up. Mm. It, it all sounds like we know the answer, but maybe we know the answer. That's why faith in God, it, to me, again, God is the creator of everything. We're all the gods. Our stories have faith. It's okay, right? The more you worry, the more the epinephrine and cortisol surges, the more your brain can't think. You go into the, the, the fight or flight mode. You're not capable of doing the very best work in your life. That's why carnivore is amazingly better than anything because a lion doesn't eat three times a day. They eat once a day or less. Just do that, even if you're a vegan, vegetarian, or Mediterranean, and then begin to have, have, have honor and 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 love of of what god has created and and that's the the masterful way to create a better life and get in the gym and do some of this stuff right what you look like is only what you think you look like mm. that's all yeah well I, yeah i i can see that i mean i think there's this sort of certainly you know going back to what you were just saying before i think there's a lust for control for some people like and and there's a lust for to not just control one's own environment, but to control everyone else's environment because they think their way is the right way. I think we all want that. I mean, that's let's let's be true, right? We all want to control the world. We want to control it, right? And that's why we have these 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 uh, back and forth debates and conversations. And we're we're looking for where's the right answer. Well, it, it, the right answer is in all of it, but 
but we all want the world to be what we want the world to be. And the challenge is for us to see that. I mean, hurricanes, tornadoes, fires, earthquakes, natural disasters. I mean, they're going to take care of the world more than you even know. Yeah. I mean, the, the world seems to have sort of a built in feedback loop whereby, you know, it, it's a living organism, ultimately, the, the earth as itself with everything on it. And it will, it has its own um, antiviral mechanisms and its own immune system, which kicks in when things get to a certain level. Well, the viruses, the bacteria, the yeast, the microbes are every part of the world as you and I are. So we're, we're, we're have this idea that somehow will, they shouldn't be there. You know, it's all of it without it. We wouldn't even be alive. I mean, we exist because the viruses, the bacteria, the yeast, and all the macro and microorganisms, all the minerals and vitamins, we're part of all of that. And so this idea that we label, well, this is bad and this is good. That's part of our challenge and troubles. And I, what I do enjoy is we're, we're able to all communicate these conversations. Who's right? I don't know. You know, I don't know that answer. I'm just spewing out my opinion based on my experience. But listen, I haven't always been this way because I used to believe in a Mediterranean well-balanced diet or alcohol is good for you and coffee is good for you. But now I feel differently. Well, maybe in a year or five months, I'm going to feel differently about this story too. Right. Well, well, that that's being open to change. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, need more of. Again, that's just my opinion. But like a lot of people will march seamlessly into the gates of hell, you know, on the premise of one or two nutritional aspects or one or two economic aspects that they think is the only issue for the world and they will die on that hill. So I think, you know, a little bit of nuance is what we need. And a lot that's a lot of what, you know, modern media doesn't allow is nuance. Well, the, we are the modern media, right? The, what, that's what we're doing here, right? This is the modern media. We're now saying, okay, you know, if you go back to the, the, the radio or, uh, or smoke signals and then, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the word passed on and then notes and books and ideas and, and then radio and, and, and motion picture and TV. And now it's the internet and, and all these things. We're part of that modern world. We can't blame anyone for the way the world is because we are the world. And you you have to imagine that there's this power of the universe that knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a hard one for us to sort of imagine that. But rather than fight something, why don't we work to improve the, the, the lives we're all living? Mm-hmm. And when you fight against something, the thing always fights back. But when you're working towards helping others, even learning from your enemy, uh, the things that you think are bad, well, maybe there's something that's part of the world that's good in all of it. But that's hard for us because we want to run away from it. Well, one is a positive and one is a negative. You know, trying to create positive change is the positive, but trying to resist negativity is the negative. Which is an opinion of positive and negative. It's, that's once again, the brain's the brain's concept that there's good and bad, there's right and wrong, there's easy, there's hard. But again, it's it's another judgment, but maybe not, or maybe so. Again, that's our hard part to live in the world with all sorts of different opinions and ideas. You know, there's fish and birds and, and there's land animals and there's some that go back and forth in all of it. And yet we somehow think that humans are the most evolved mm. of the universe which which likely is not so true 
Well, that's that's again, that's just a narrative that we tell ourselves. And I think that allows us that allows this this narrative and this sort of perception that because we are at the apex of our society ever, you know, we all need to, um, you know, get together behind technology and we need to, you know, do things like abolishing uh, meat eating if we want to stay on this planet because our impact is so significant on the planet you know and and i think that allows this perpetuation of constant progress and constant growth whereas if we looked back in time and we said we were actually more advanced on a on a uh, on a societal level you know a thousand years ago or different societies throughout times and it might change our perspective on how advanced we are and, and yet what does advanced mean I'll ask you that the same question. Well, what do you really need? Is you need you need you need air and water and and food and then our community, our families. Mm. That's ultimately it. You don't need a gym. You don't need the devices. You don't need any of it. But it gives us our it gives us our joy that we love to do in life, right? Mm. And so whether you are hunting or you are you are grazing and or you are you are uh, gathering. Uh, it's it's all part of what you decide is is the is the importance of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, we we honor those people that make all these inventions and discoveries, but ultimately maybe they're not so important, but maybe they are, right? Mm-hmm. We we but that's human evolution is to look upon us and see some people's accomplishments accomplishments as better than others, but but maybe that's not true either. Uh, it's all in the in the in the eyes of God, mm. and ultimately, if we step back and recognize that faith is the most important foundation that our ancestors have given us, mm. faith in understanding and 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 belief in that highest power, the stuff doesn't matter, the successes don't matter, uh, because all of it is just part of your life, and you matter. And to see every human at every every judgmented level, right? We make judgments as levels, but there's no level that they're they're all part of the universal energy that that is humans or 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 whatever entity you like. But um, we we all pick our own things, and then we join clubs and groups that we hail as you know. This group focuses on loving this, and this group love something else yeah but that's part of the the joy of life we're always uh, uh everything's always moving nothing is still nothing a yeah. rock is not sitting still it's vibrating at a level that's that's beyond our true understanding mm. well we live on such short time scales compared to the universe like you were mentioning earlier you know we, we work in a sort of 80 or 90 year time frame as humans so our perception is always warped by that narrow channel. Well, but maybe that's warped also because we've decided what age and time means. It's our own construct, right? And, you know, a, a grain of sand becomes a, a rock or the top of the Himalayas and then becomes a grain of sand at the bottom of the ocean again. But it's all in evolution and we're just part of that, right? Mm. But this is our, we've created every story that ever exists about anything. The universe only exists because our mind can create the story of time and minerals and and all all things. We created the construct of life and death of of all of this, which is kind of fun to play with. 
But at the end of the day, get in the gym, pump some iron, and uh, and and enjoy yeah. a great ribeye steak. What? You know? One hundred percent. I mean, and I wanted to roll back round to some of the some of the key issues in carnivore at the moment, and some of the key issues in nutrition at the moment, or that, that are certainly prevalent on social media. And one is that I'll kick us off with is is seed oils, and comparison to how they and and sort of healthy fats and saturated fats. And what's your take on whether seed oils are actually necessarily bad or whether it's just any other oils that are not animal-based are bad? Well, fat comes from an animal and oils come from a plant. Let's make it simple. Uh, You never consumed oils of any significance except in the last few hundred years and maybe maybe a thousand or a couple thousand if you want to add palm oils and, and, and olive oil. But ultimately, the world around us most people did not utilize plant oils. They consumed animal fat. And, and I don't know what a saturated, unsaturated fat really is. I just know plant oils and animal fats. Animal fats are good. Plant oils are bad of any significance or frequency. But, but how do we prove that? This is I'm giving you my belief and my experience and knowledge. Plants contain heroin, cocaine, marijuana, opiates, they contain all the chemicals that are harmful for us, yet they make us feel good in a short amount of time. But ultimately, I think they have some short-term dangers and some long-term dangers. And if you heat them up, they, they supposedly make even more deadly and damaging components versus fat from a cow, a pig, uh, a, a, a duck, uh, a lamb, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Animal fat plant oils that's the simple one so you you don't get a plant oil unless you have an industrial plant that's extracted it and somehow manipulated it uh although there are some that are simply pressed but uh maybe they're they're pasteurized or other things or additives but Mm. I, i stay away from plant oils because i think that they are potentially toxic and deadly but again if you're waiting for the science to answer the question you will debate this all day long. It's like cholesterol mm. or, you know, it, does cholesterol cause disease or not? Yeah. And the, the other thing that, that often crops around back into my head is that Anthony, Ch- Dr. Anthony Chafee often talks about, and it's, it's about when we're young and we're sort of, it's tried to drill into us that we need to eat plants and we need to eat greens. And like, you can't have your dessert until you've had your, your, your broccoli and the sort of the innate knowledge of a child that wants to spit out plants doesn't want to eat plants because it, it's it's an, an sort of an evolved mechanism to say you know that I don't want to eat this this is not healthy for me so I mean it, it's sort of something that we know and we and we learn to eat plants rather than rather than they're being it being natural to us. You are forced to eat plants in order to domesticate you. So ultimately, the industrial complexes of the world are the most mightiest people of the world in the sense of what they control. They control the marketing. And making a lot of money seems to be the most important thing for people's lives, which ultimately money is, is, is the devil in some way. Again, when you're only searching for money, it is the devil. But when you're absolutely searching for the passion of helping people in this world, the money will come in order for you to invest even more. But you're right. I I have these few little 
uh, childhood memories. One was I, I, at one time I put the peas in my pocket. I took them to the bathroom. I put them out. Now I'm sure my mom and dad knew exactly what I was doing, but, but basically I hated them. And like, they were mush in my mouth. So, you know, Chafee's got this rock on uh, in such a good way, but ultimately this isn't new. Uh, this is the oldest of the old. Uh, we've been convinced through marketers to eat the mush in order to make a lot of money on something they say is good because someone believed it. But much of it comes out of sort of powerful groups, religious group, political groups, all sorts of money-making groups that basically say that it's a commodity. We've just, be we've become the commodity, mm -hmm. right? If we feed you this, you get sick and then you require medical care and healthcare and drugs. But if you eat strictly meat, fatty meat, I mean, you're going to be healthy. But if I feed the cows and pigs, remember the cows and pigs are livestock. They get sick on eating plants. But when they get sick, the masters lose, lose money. But when you get sick on eating plants, someone makes money. So, but ultimately, don't blame anyone but yourself. Take control. I tell parents, stop feeding your kid plants. You're causing the problems. And then they say, well, they won't eat anything else. Well, my friends, you decide what you buy and bring home. Your kid wants beef from a bone uh, and milk from a breast. That's it. Yeah. And so you're mentioning that if a cow gets sick and, a, and, a, and if livestock gets sick, then it doesn't make any money for the owner. They lose money. Yeah. The, 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 the owners, the, 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 the money behind the story when livestock gets sick on eating plants, and they do, there's a journal called the United States Department of Agriculture's Journal on Plant Poisoning. Well, there isn't one for human poisoning, but, but for plant poisoning, because when an animal gets sick on the very plants that we have fed them, then we're concerned we're losing money. That's why antibiotics and hormones and many other drugs are used to treat animals, because when they get sick, we don't want them to get sick. And, and, but we want you to get sick. But and, when, and again, when, as a doctor, I was taught to feed you plants, mm. but, but I didn't know what I was feeding you was going to get you sick. But we're mostly, we're mostly feeding animals plants, aren't we? We're mostly feeding cows that we, we're feeding them grains and we're feeding them soybean and, and things like that. Well, we're feeding them mostly, mostly. Well, they're feeding on plants, but the plants they're feeding on are, is not their natural diet. Uh, and that's part of the problem. But the problem is the plants around the globe have been moved around and they're invasive. And the animals in the parts of the world that they're living in were, didn't eat that in the first place. I mean, the, the animals and the plants are equally been domesticated and damaged as you and I. So we're, we're thinking somehow, well, you know, it's, it's, it's the cows, right? The cows are killing us, right? They're killing the world. They're stomping on the lands, but it, it really is stupidly simple. What, what's the, what's the knock on for if we're feeding cows grains or we're feeding, you know, this is the argument of grass fed meat versus grain fed meat. What's the knock on effect for the health of the meat? Well, I don't think in general that's a significant issue personally. We, we focus on the wrong things, right? So, yes, uh, the wrong uh, uh, plants for the animal damages the animal. 
and the meats are likely not significantly changed in my opinion. Uh, but if we all had grass, a pasture raised, wild caught cows in a grass fed world, that would be the very best, all right? But getting to that is not gonna happen of any significance in the short term. But the, the meat you eat from a grain fed versus a grass fed, almost all cows are raised on grass. Uh, but then they're finished either with more grains uh, or just simply on grass. See, you know, we're all animals and all plants have been modified for human consumption. All of them, fruit, vegetables, seeds, nuts, everything you eat didn't exist 10 million years ago in any, in any semblance of what it looks like today. But I would say that that's not the issue because humans are suffering because they're eating a plant-based low animal fat diet and they're eating like a grazing animal. That's the simplicity. Mm. Because we're eating but, consi consistently throughout the day that's sort of just grazing all the time. Yes, we are a hunter. We're meant to hunt for our food, spend days, if not weeks, hunting for our food. And, and if you happen to eat fruits and you didn't eat vegetables, there can be no vegetable that I would eat raw. Uh, it won't happen. You know, would we eat a, a fruit? Well, where did they exist and how frequently? Before you began to, to plant and, and, and do a, a, a farming, they didn't exist. And so sugar is good because, and we want to eat more of it because it converts the fat fast. We're able to eat and get it to fat. You want to be fat, not skinny. Uh, but ultimately, the, the, the plants and the animals and the humans are all suffering from our modern industrial methods where we believe we're going to, we're going to, we're going to put everyone on plants and they're going to be healthy, mm. which is the, the, the largest lie ever led out by the leaders that basically I call them the pharaohs, the popes, the presidents, the priests, mm. the physicians. Then if I didn't mention the, the professors, but basically we, a, a lion and a wolf that eats plants becomes a dog and a cat, a domesticated animal. Humans are ancient hunters. They eat plants they become domesticated humans. We'll wait in line for, for, for everything because we're domesticated. We're addicted. Mm. You're not addicted. There's no addiction to fatty meat and water and air. You're not addicted to those things. Mm. But addiction means you consume something your body doesn't require. Yeah. I think, there's, I think that's 99% of things now. I mean, I think we're in a society that is a society of addicts. Well, look at in, in in some way, I'm addicted to to social media, right? Mm -hmm. But but you know, an addiction to help other people, it's like going to church every day or reading the Bible every day. Is that a negative or a positive, right? If we're here, look at me, look at me, I'm really great. Oh, the more likes I get, the greatest it has nothing to do with that. If I can help any one human being change their life in a more positive way. I've done my job for the day. And again, I'm a physician. What I've learned about social medicine, social media, they're one. My ability to share this message is infinite. Uh, Baker, Bella, Cherry, uh, 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 Chafee, so many amazing people. Uh, Finley, you're doing this also. We now have an ability to, to connect with people of all walks of life. What is a walk of life? I didn't even know what it is, right? <laughs> We're all the same. Our ability to communicate and say, hey, enough with the wars, enough with the fighting, enough with the bombs, enough with the stuff. Let's let's all sit down and 
break some bread, mm. but put a lot of butter on it and have <laughs> it from time to time, but not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the thing that, that the internet opened up so much was the ability to communicate so easily, but there is now this wave of like censorship coming in. It's always been there. Censorship is always there, but you know what? There's always a way to get the message out, right? The underground. Uh, I, w- I watched Harriet, a uh, movie on, on a camera's Netflix where it was on Harriet Tubman. The woman did not take no ever. The woman was magical in doing the work to help those that were suffering as slaves, but we're all the slaves today. The slaves, the peasants, the, the prisoners, um, and, and, and all of us are, are ultimately s- slaves. And what we want to do is be inspired, despite the fact that someone's going to shut it off, we're not going to stop, right? In, in every, every place of the world, we're going to risk death because death is not death. You look at, we're worried about dying enough. You're going to die. You're going to die today, tomorrow, the next day. One day you're going to die. You're going to be dust again. You're going to be the minerals and the, the material for some other life form. You might as well do something that is kind, generous, loving, and, and a human caring to build other people in this world. Mm. You've got to almost expect someone to try and shut it down, try and shut your message down. Yeah, right. That's right. I mean, look at look at World War One and Two. And I mean, this is our recent past. But, to, you know, whether it's Moses, Muhammad, Jesus, Abraham, it doesn't matter who they were. Did they care if they were crucified and died? No. Yeah. So that, we have to get to the point where you're going to die. Okay, who mm, cares? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the things that our whole um, modern medical system is built on is the elongation of life, but the elongation of life at any cost. You know, just perpetually medicating, keeping people alive, and, and not a, not a thought of quality of life. Like it's just you know they want to get people on this conveyor belt of medication. We are built on pharmaceuticals, all of us, by the way, and, and our and our addiction to the devices, again, is it's an addiction. Let's just say it's an addiction if it's something you don't require and it, it has negative results. But but it's 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 a good thing that you're joining in life if it brings on positivity for helping others. But think of the temple versus the amusement park, right? The, the, the mosque versus the bar, right? If you're hanging out in the bar doing things that are negative, well, that's not good for you or your family or your community. But if you're learning to let go and change uh, and, and learn from your mistakes, I've made mistakes, many of them. Even as a modern physician, I make mistakes. I, I still write for pharmaceuticals and I do drugs. I mean, dissections, I do those things, but I've learned that there are times for these things but what do I, I talk about faith and fertile fatty foods and fitness, mm. get moving. You know, if you're rowing or walking or riding, or if you're in a training session, learning to build some muscles, lose a few extra pounds that are not working in your favor, unless there's a famine. Mm. Yeah. And see, we chastise fat and we should not. Every human being's body is magical, whatever size and shape it is. We need to recognize that fat doesn't cause disease. The food you're consuming in the mind and the mouth is the cause of every disease. That's as simple as that. 
But in in terms of like obesity, like isn't obesity putting strain on the body and like, or, or do you just see that as because someone has only got to that state from eating the wrong foods, then the body, although it's stored the fat, it's just the, the condition of the arteries and the condition of the um, cardiovascular system itself. Well, what's the heaviest weight that your 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 uh, trainees are lifting? Uh, probably around 100 kilos, um, which is like 200 and 220 pounds. Okay, let's say you had someone that's 220 pounds overweight and they're carrying it around all the time. Would yes. you say they're pretty amazing and pretty strong? I would. But okay, be careful. Just just look at it. I want to give you a little something that we don't talk about, all right? So if you said, why don't you carry around 100 pounds of weight all day? Let's get you stronger, right? Wow, right? But it's not the weight from the fat. It's the food that you eat that's poisonous, that causes damage to your vessels, your nerves, your bones, your muscles, your brain. See, it's not the fat. Mm. Fat is the most amazing thing ever. Fat is the only fuel for your body. It is it. Sugar, glucose is not your energy and amino acids are not your energy. And I will stake my life on this one. Mm. But the science has been so embedded in our brain, like vegetables, we won't change. Ultimately, if you're fat, you begin to go carnivore in one week, you will be magical. And ask anyone if they can carry around all the fat you're carrying. Let's say, okay, let's say I'm 200 pounds overweight. Let me put 200 pounds on you. Well, I think, I think I'd start having, you'd start having pretty severe joint issues and just the, just the volume of, of movement that you'd have to do. Right. But let's just say being excessively overweight isn't in our favor. But it's not the cause of disease. Mm. It's human beings judging you negatively and helping. Then what? remember, if I'm feeding that in your brain, like vegetables are good, and, and, and now I'm telling you fat is bad and you're mm. fat, well, then I'm bad. Let's feed that into your child's brain, right? Mm. But what if that's not true? Just like vegetables are not good for you. What if being fat is not bad for you? What if the bad is the, 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 the food you eat that contains heroin, cocaine, marijuana, LSD, mm. caffeine, and it contains sugar, which causes glycation. Glycation is deadly. And then well, it tell, tell us about glycation. What is glycation? Well, well, glycation, sugar binds to your cells and it damages them like rust. Mm. It's and, simple. And it, is that reversible? everything's reversible well everything's nearly reversible mm. but but it's it, if you if you simply paleo and keto are okay but carnivore is masterful that's mm. it and when i say carnivore it's one to one two to one or three to one fat to protein high protein is poisonous it causes starvation people don't understand it now if you're if you're if you're overweight, you're excessive, carrying excessive fat, well, you can go a little longer like that. But ultimately, fat suppresses the bowel's inflammation. It suppresses the microbes. See, the microbes in your bowels are deadly. Probiotics are deadly, in my opinion. Again, would you put bacteria and yeast in an open wound? Probably not. Would you put it in your eyes? <laughs> Again, probably not. Okay, but... 
but snake oil science, like vegetables, like vegetable oils, right? Like fruits and fiber and seeds and nuts, they're so good for you. Mm. We've been brainwashed. See, we're just brainwashed. We're minions of idiots. Sorry, no, no disrespect to any of us, by the way. We <laughs> just, we're just lemmer, lem, lemmings, right? Oh, mm. Whatever you say, I'll do. But when you're addicted to the food, you'll do anything for me. Mm. You'll line up to get coffee and tea and alcohol. Mm. You'll you'll line up for a, a, a bun, the bread. You'll mm. line up. Yeah. And ultimately, glycation, all of that, by the way, every fruit, fiber, vegetable, seed, and nut breaks down to sugar. Mm. Sugars are called glycans. Glycans are important sugars for your body. For glycosylation. Glycosylation is the adding of a sugar to a protein or a fat to make it functional. It's called the barcode. Are you friend or foe? Do I let you in? Do I keep you out? Or am I an immune cell that tags you and has my other buddies in the immune system attack you and kill you because sugars are critical, but they're not the energy for your cell. That's the one thing that we're wrong on. And keto doesn't mean you burn sugar, then you burn fat. Keto means you have a low sugar environment because you have zero requirement to ever eat a plant or a sugar or a carbohydrate, which ultimately they're all the same thing. But when you eat them in excessive amounts or frequency, it, it, it binds to the cells and it damages them. That's it's called glycation. And, and, and the damage through glycation is specifically around the, the outer cell wall, the, the phospholipid bilayer, or it's more around mitochondria function? Or, or... Oh, no, it's, it's, it's everywhere because the cell wall is not like some rigid barrier that nothing gets in, okay? Sugars, sugars get in and out of everything, right? It's like salts. They, they move everywhere, right? But our sugar environment is highly controlled by our metabolic systems that say, if you eat a sugar, you go to the liver and via insulin, I'm gonna convert you to fat. If you eat a protein, you're gonna become an amino acid, you're gonna to go to the liver and via insulin, you're gonna be converted to fat. But if you eat fat, you go to the lymphatics and then you go everywhere because fat is the fuel for the mitochondria. So amino acids and sugars, just say sugars and amino acids, they cause damage to your body when you eat them in excessive amounts. And that's called glycation, the mitochondria, the DNA, every, every, every cellular function or organelle and every neuron and every vessel and every peritoneal surface, your skin is damaged by sugar. That's as simple as that. When you eat sugar, it, it, it is dissolved in your bloodstream and, and it goes everywhere. See, you've raised your sugar levels. We're just marinating our bodies in sugar. Mm. And, and the way to get rid of diabetes, don't eat plants. Mm. But if you eat lean meat, you're screwed. Because of the lack of fat. Because of lack of fat. Because fat suppresses the, the, the microbes in the glycobiome, mm. in the gut. It suppresses the fermentation. See, microbes, let's just say bacteria and, and, and yeast, they love sugar, don't they? And amino acids. And what do they make out of that? Out of the... the Alcohol. The, yeah. Alcohol. Alcohol. 
Don't we love alcohol, right? We've utilized the bacteria and the yeast and the sugars to make beer, wine, whiskey, and, and kombucha, right? So this, this but, falls back onto that fermentation in the gut. And then, so because I just want to try and get my head around this because, I mean, firstly, the protein aspect, so much around is, is that we see is around increasing protein content. And you're saying that that's actually detrimental. It's detrimental. You will build your muscles by not eating for days and lifting weights. Your muscles will still grow. They hypertrophy. My friend, you're building the blood flow to those vessels, those muscles in order to give you strength. But you can eat fatty meat and you can build your muscles. But you see, I think we're, you want strength. You don't need muscles. Your muscles are always there. You're not gaining or losing muscle. You're hypertrophying the muscle, right? You're building the strength within that muscle. Uh, but ultimately, the idea that you need bulk is, is is incorrect. You can be the the scrawniest, strongest person mm. in the world, or you can be the bulkiest, weakest person yeah. in the world. I, well, I'm I'm in agreement there. I mean, I mean, because I've I've had this transition from a bodybuilding life to then into a strength life, an Olympic lifting life, where you've got guys who are 60 kilos who are lifting 170 kilos you know, incredible weight. I know you're in pounds, so you're trying to do calculations. Yeah. In your head. <laughs> but, you know, a, a guy who's a guy who's like, who weighs 120 pounds or 130 pounds lifting 300 pounds or, 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 or 400 pounds. And then there are bodybuilders who are just trying to increase and augment the size of their body. So there's a different, yeah, there's a difference there. And, and my, my, my knowledge behind that was always that, you know, it, in, you do need protein to grow the muscle. Well, you can't live without protein or fat. So, so, but, but maybe you need less protein to build the muscle than you think. Mm. Do you have a ballpark figure on like key grams you know, per? No, because I'm not in the world you're in. Um, in my opinion, you know, I just, I do a fistful of food a day. And that's about it. And it's one-to-one -one protein to fat in general. Mm. All right. And so I do lighter weights. I don't, I don't do heavier weights because then my shoulder hurts or my back hurts. Mm. But if I stick to the, the weights that just keep, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I feel great. You're in great shape. And, You're in great shape. And, 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 but, but when my best friend Dave died of cancer at age 52 and he was lean and strong, he was, just outgoing and amazing. It taught me what we are telling people is wrong. Mm. Your looks don't matter. It's what you put in the bowels. Mm. That's what matters. Yeah. And the bowels, think of the bowels as a bucket, all right? A sack, right? Sure. What are you eating all the time? So how are amino acids metabolized in your body? Do you know? Um, no, go and tell me. So protein comes from a muscle of an animal, not from a plant. There's no significant protein in plants. It's mostly sugar. There are some, but not a lot. And so when you eat a muscle, a, a, a protein, it breaks down into amino acids and through the digestion of chewing, cooking, and then the acids in the stomach. They're highly quickly digested and broken down to amino acids. The amino acids go to the liver where via insulin, they're converted 
too fat, the majority of them, okay? Now, if you only eat protein and you don't lift weights, are you going to build muscle? No. No, you're not, okay? So you must do the heavy lifting to build the muscle. Maybe it's as simple as that, all right? Now, if you want to, so now. So remove, so you're talking, remove the protein aspects and just say, not remove the protein from the diet, but take away that aspect of everyone's thoughts and just lift them, lift the weight. What if you just, if, can you be a vegan vegetarian and build muscle lifting weights? Of course you can, right? And so, so can you just eat Pop-Tarts every day and gain muscle? Sure you can. Okay. And, and, and so we focus in a way that you got to get this many grams. I don't even know what a gram is. I don't even know what a kilogram or a pound really is, right? But, but I know this. If I eat a fistful of food a day and I eat fatty meat and typically eat once a day, I'm going to feel better. And, and it, as long as I get into the studio, do a little bit of, of, of lifting, I have, I have my, 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 my smart bells uh, close by, even at work or wherever I'm at. And I just do a little bit of lifting or I do push-ups, sit-ups, you know, or I might, my, my, my uh, chin-up bar, I put one at the office so I can do like 10 of them now. Like six months ago, I couldn't do one, right? Or a year ago. And so, yeah, it's, you want to get, you want to build bulk, you got to lift weights and you got to lift heavy weights. But ultimately for the 99% of the humanity to be healthy, it, it's, it's far simpler, you know, get up and out, get out of bed every day, go do work every day. Uh, and work is the best way to take care of all worry, I say. Yeah, I, I certainly would agree with that. A, uh, the devil makes work for idle hands. Yes, yes, mm. that's that's it. That's absolutely it. And, and you know, again, whether you want to be a, a, a champion, weightlifter, boxer, wrestler, or wherever you want to be in your life, Go learn from uh, uh, someone that's been doing it, knows how to do it. Someone you admire, a mentor, a cheerleader, a coach. These are so important for all of us in life. And listen, the, it, and you know the nutrition about what you're training people to do that has worked. Mm. Uh, and sometimes I'm only suggesting some opposite ideas because even for me, again, if you're a vegan, vegetarian, and Mediterranean, you may live a long time and be healthy. Mm. Why some people aren't and other people are, I don't know. Carnivore doesn't mean you're going to live to 120. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to I ask you as well about the, the, the message that we have that our microbiome, you know, it has loads of different organisms in there and it's through these organisms fermenting or digesting and eating the food and we digest the byproducts of that digestion. So what's your take on that? That's a good story, but it's mostly wrong. Because we've given, you see, we're studying the microbiome in the face of a standard global diet of plants. Okay? And then, then when you're sick, we say, oh, your microbes are going crazy. You must have the wrong microbes. And then when you're well, oh, they must be tamed just right. But ultimately, maybe there's a different story, but we're so, we're so hooked onto this one, we're not open to all the others. See, that's science. Science has a belief over here, and they're not open to over here, right? Mm. Is it possible that the microbes are deadly for you? It's possible, I guess. Let's, let's leave it there. All right. Yeah. Since microbes, bacteria and yeast, those are the ones we're talking about. Let's not talk about viruses. But the microbes, 
they love sugar, don't they? Mm, yeah. What do they make out of sugar? What uh, good What good product do they make? Tell me. I don't know. Well, well no. <laughs> they, I, they they yeah. They, someone okay. Oh, they make they make butyric acid. They make they make fatty acids, right? Right. Well, eat the fat from a cow, and you don't get the microbes. But the last I looked, animals and humans use a lot of a lot of antibiotics and antifungal. Why are we using so many of those drugs? Because the diet we've been described as healthy is 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 feeding the microbes to grow. They grow, they, they damage your gastrointestinal tract. They, get, they damage your, their, your glycobiome. The glycobiome is the sugar Teflon shield that's trying to keep those suckers out. But the more you feed the sugars, you dissolve. Like dissolves like. You dissolve the sugar, you expose the epithelium. It's like taking the paint off your car. What would happen to your car if you took the paint off it? Rust to shit. It would rust. So it's a sugar barrier that's meant to be there. Mm. Now, cows have ruminating stomachs. Human beings have high, low, high, highly acidic, low pH, mm. right? In the ones, right? Have you ever seen meat in your toilet? <laughs> no, not that I know, no. Nope, you'll never see meat in your toilet and you'll never, but you'll always see plants because plants are poorly digested in the human gut. It feeds the microbes that cause IBS, Crohn's colitis, cancer, every disease. It makes you actually remember if you're feeding a child plants and probiotics, they're making beer in their belly. Mm. Is that good for your child? I wouldn't have thought so. No. Okay. Right. So this is why fasting is absolutely good for humanity. The more you fast, the less you feed the microbes. They're going like, what are you doing to me? Then you feed them and they make alcohol and you feel good mm. and you think you're doing a good thing. Mm. Probiotics are deadly for humans. So this is this is that good feeling when you eat carbohydrates and you eat a pizza or something like that. You think that's 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 an alcohol stimulant. Well, it's alcohol and it's opiates. Every seed and nut contains an opiate-like mm. product. Sorry. I thought I thought they didn't want to be eaten though these these seeds and these plants. I thought if that's giving us a good feeling, that's going to promote us wanting to eat. I'm just thinking of an evolutionary okay. sense. You're trying to make a story. Human beings like story, <laughs> right? Well, coffee must be good for us, and so must alcohol, right? That's a story because you want to promote it because you've been promoted to tell the story. But you're right. Look at uh, we smoke and we drink and we inject things that are not good for us. How come? I guess loads of different reasons. I guess they, they right. feel good on a short-term basis. And Look at we like orgasms because mm. they make you feel good. But the only reason an orgasm is important is because it makes babies. So the universe is going to make you love those feel-good moments to do things that will get you reproduced. It's as mm. simple as that, mm. right? You want to go to a party. Well, guess what? The universe knows how to make babies. Let's get you to a party, right? You are going to do things you wish you didn't do. All right. So we make stories up that sound good, but are they really good? Maybe. I don't know. But again, heroin, cocaine, marijuana comes from a plant. What's the most toxic chemical comes from a ribeye steak? I don't know of any. No. 
There you go. You will. You you will. So so ultimately, look at do do the do the do the plants want you to eat them? Well, maybe they do, but they're going to make you fertilizer. Mm. There you go. I mean, I wanted to ask you about a couple of other issues in no, carnival. I'm good, Finley. I, lo I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so lab grown meat. It, it's like seed oils, right? It's industrial. Why would you do it? Are you an idiot? You want to eat something. So the laboratories of the world are going to make your life better. So a Soylent Green, if you ever watched the movie Soylent no, Green. I've, I've heard of it. They're grind, I mean, grinding on. up humans, right? Oh, and my God. Feeding them that, to be, yeah. Well, they're doing it. They're doing it already. They're grinding you up and convincing you that cows are killing everyone. Let's let's eliminate the cows. Let's let's put a tax on the farmers that are raising the animals. They're making very little money as it is. But without the ranchers, even the farmers that are growing the food, if you want to eat some plants, great. But the last I looked, the the, the when the farming depletes the soil in one, two, or three seasons. Mm. That's it. I'm reading a book called the uh, the Dark Emu by uh, by uh, Pasco, uh, Bruce Pasco. It's about Australia, and 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 we've got to recognize that laboratory meat, like like really, are we like what is it? Bill Gates and Elon Musk and 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 uh, you know whoever yeah. else. Klaus Schwab. The, the, the five percent that control you wants to convince you we're going to save the world by killing all the cows and saving all the humans. I mean, it's it's an obsession with technology as well. It's like it's it's an obsession with thinking that technology will save us at all costs. No, no, no. Get back to the basic, the basic ancestral way. Mm. Uh, uh, eat less frequently. Have faith in God. Mm. And and the ancients ate meat they hunted the big animals but then you know we got too good mm. and we we killed most of the large animals uh we learned husbandry we learned how to be a, a herds person a herdsman um and and then we we figured man this is hard like come on do you really want to pull up that tent every week or mm. season that's not easy um, I was talking to a rancher in Wyoming and, and um, you know, it's not an easy life to raise, to, to, to raise the cattle, but we're, we're working to make more regenerative uh, agriculture in the sense of grasslands. We have 2% of the grasslands in the Americas uh, that are left. We need to bring them back, mm. but you see fat has twice the calories of a, of a plant or a protein. So if you actually, so what happens, where do all the fat go from all the chicken skin and everything? Yeah. You go to the market, there's no fat. Where does so it go? They, do, you, do you know what they do with it? The off I don't know. They make glue. Out. I don't know what they do with it. <laughs> we should, I was talking to my friend, uh, Corey Truman yesterday on a, on a, on a, uh, 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 pre, uh, uh, Instagram mm. or, or we did a YouTube, uh, mm. and, and, and what we're, we're sharing we're sharing stupidity in a way, but basically we need to get back to the basics, learn how to hunt. My good friend, Marie Emmerich's a hunter. She, she's a bow hunter, mm. but you need to eat the fat. I collect the fat in a pan. I mm. save it. I eat it. I, if I want, I put it on my skin. But now mm. that I eat strictly carnivore, one-to-one -one at least, fat to protein, 
two to one's better, three to one's best. And then you eat less frequently. The microbes are like, you want to kill those suckers. Mm. Listen, you really want COVID or RSV or whatever the virus is? Yeah. Well, this is, this is the thing. It's like slowly over time, especially in the last two years, sort of a, a, since the pandemic, especially like a cloak has been lifted on some of the madness that has been perpetuating the medical system and, and like, and the top down message. I mean, it was always kind of roll your eyes. Old politicians are going to do what politicians do, blah, blah, blah. And now like the effects, the direct effects on so many people's lives that have been utterly demolished and, and changed beyond recognition is now lifted the, the, the veil and said, hang on, there's something seriously wrong here. We should look at, uh, because we're so damaged by a plant-based diet, we're susceptible to the viruses, the bacteria and the yeast that basically they own the world. I'm sorry, the microbes own the world. You think they're they're like little nasty things? They they're we're here because of them, and so to eliminate them is deadly, right? A sterile world, play in the dirt, get out there, go hunting, right? Get out into nature. That's what we need to be doing. You know, if you're not in the gym, you know, get your get your proper gear on and get out there. Wim off. He goes pretty much naked out there, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's mental work. But you, listen, I don't comment too much about the 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 these words on viruses and meds and whether you should get the vaccine or not because yeah. that's a whole other crazy world. Yeah. I stick. Listen, you've got to be your own doctor. Don't rely on a doctor. Like I'm, I may have some advice and information, but maybe the the Western world of of highly controlled message is killing us. Mm. And you've got to take your health and wellness into your own hands, but don't fight others. You've got to, you've got to foster the way. It's a dance in life, right? We've got to get along with everyone, even if you don't believe my words. And listen, I don't, but this idea that we're trying to make everyone get a, vi- a vaccine or make everyone eat this way or make everyone do like laboratory meat, mm-hmm. like really, you know, billionaires are be are growing in trillionaires and then we admire all oh, so-and-so because they're so smart. They're making, they're making meat in a, in a laboratory, in a dish. Listen, I'm in the fertility world. I make, you know, we help take eggs and sperm and make embryos, but you know, ultimately we're doing God's work, right? But ultimately we, we should not usurp God's way. You know, we're of the earth, all of us, right? We're going to, you know, ashes to ashes and dust to dust without that, without that amazing conversion of all of us, into death like the life cannot go on yeah I, I would massively agree with you on that and one of the other issues i wanted to to ask you about is uh there's a disagreement in the carnival world about fruit and having fruit in the diet and not having fruit in the diet and the argument is always that fruit wants to be eaten and you're not eating you're not consuming any of the seeds which have most of the these these toxins so it's okay to have fruit in the diet people like Paul Saladino say, um, and whereas, you know, I guess yourself and Dr. Anthony Chafee say you should not have fruit in the diet. Okay. Chafee's a younger guy, but I believe cancer is caused by the frequent consumption of plants. And honey is a plant product. The, the bees just collected the, the, the plant products. Then we're consuming plant sugar. It's not bee sugar, it's plant sugar. It's no different than white sugar, but but if you eat it all the time, a little bit, it's dangerous for you. 
That's why my friend Dave Kilmer and Sarah Hallberg, many people die of cancer. I believe when you eat sugars frequently, you're dissolving the glycobiome. The glycobiome is protecting your epithelial self, your body. Now the epithelia is open. The negative charges are being lost. Positive charges, negative and positives come together. Boom, you're in. And, and so ultimately, uh, Saladino is a good guy, but he's got the wrong message mm. of, of frequency and significance. Look at peanuts kill people in one second, don't they? Some people, yeah. That's right. But maybe everyone else is slowly dying, but they don't know the allergic reaction because it's happening in the deep cellular level of your DNA, the new mitochondria, and it's causing cancer. But you think, oh, it's good for you. Fiber is good for you. Fiber is deadly. It lights the fire of fermentation and it causes you to be, be like all sorts of like brain fog and, and uh, all over the place. We're addicted to plants. Why can't a heroin addict get off heroin? Because we feed all of us plants. That's as it. But there's no, look at, if you're a carnivore, you do not eat honey or fruit or vegetables of any frequency or significance, okay? Let's just say lions, when they eat the gut, they might get some plants in them, right? But, but they mostly eat the fat, the organ meats, the bones, right? They want to get to the bone marrow. Let's break bones when we get together, but it's beef bones, right? You want to eat the marrow. That's the very best way to eat. And again, Saladino calls himself a carnivore. He's not. I'm sorry. That's, that's an omnivore. If you eat it every day, I'm going to call you an omnivore. But you don't know the diseases. I'm a 66-year young physician. I've seen the diseases over time. You're either going to die right away anaphylactic or it's going to slowly cause glycation and cause cancer cells. A cancer cell is just an ordinary cell that you've damaged its mitochondria, Otto Warburg. Its mitochondria can no longer make enough ATP. So you're, you're relying on a little bit of glycosylation, oh, I'm sorry, gly, uh, the, the glycolytic pathway to take sugar to pyruvate but it can't make ATP because it requires a mitochondria. See, I know the science, but the science is mostly snake oil. We're using mTOR and all these really crazy ideas to look at if I've got enough science, I'm going to make you think I'm really smart. And then you're going to think I know it all, but I'm killing you. Eat fatty meat. That's it. Mm. It's a good message. And there is no, there's, there's no division. If you're a carnivore, you eat fatty meat and you don't tout eating even my French fries or ice cream. I do it from time to time, rarely, all the time. No, 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 no. Yeah. And, and organ meat? They're not required, but they, they likely those, you know, when you are, when you and I were hunting, however many thousands of years ago, you know, we ate the meat, the organ meats. The tenderloin went to the dogs. That's scavenger food. Lean meat goes to the dogs. You ate the fat and the organ meats and you went for the brain. That's the master's meal. So do you have brain? Do you have brain occasionally? No, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, not that I wouldn't eat it, but it's not like sitting in my shopping cart at <laughs> yeah, yeah. local place, but I would eat it and I've had it before, but 
you know, look, I still love ribeye steak and fatty meat and pork belly. That's what I go to. I think eggs are good. Uh, 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 Sophia Clemens from uh, Paleo Medicina in Hungary doesn't recommend milk products. I think milk products are highly antigenic. Mm. So I do butter and cream, but mm. I tolerate reasonable well. But mm. if you want to be the true lion's way, it's fatty steak, salt, and water. That's it. Full stop. Love it. That's the well, message. That's the real message. And we're lions. Listen, we are lions that have been duped to eat the plants. We become addicted and domesticated. And you can make me do anything. Slaves, soldiers, peasants, and prisoners. That's who we are. We line up in every way. Be your own lion king, lion queen. Be that, right? And that's the story. We're messed up by eating plants and eating fake meat. Fake meat is a plant. It's heroin. Oh, that's a really positive message on some note that we are all lions and we're all meant to eat in a particular way. So Dr. Kiltz, where can people find you if, if you've piqued their interest? Well, drkiltz.com is a simple way. I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and all those others. But, you know, uh, Instagram is a great way. I do a lot there. And YouTube, I do lives once a week, uh, every day, 5 a.m. on all my platforms, I do an hour meetup. It's just sharing the same stuff. People ask questions. I'm, but, but for me, it's, it's, I do my motion work at 3 to 4 a.m. in the studio where I'm either lifting light or moving and writing, listening mm -hmm. to people like you, by the way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at, at 5 a.m. on live to listen and learn from all of us. That's what we need to be doing, connecting. I love it. Dr. Kills, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure and um, I hope we can catch up again in the future. We'll do it again, Finlay. I look forward to it. And then hopefully you can join us and uh, share your uh, thoughts and ideas of health and wellness. I'd love to. I'd love to.